Hey, Johnny Bananas just liked my tweet. How exciting. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. And what a way to open this week's episode of You Killed It, the first episode of War of the Worlds 2. Sheldon, how are you today? I am fired up. I am excited. Uh, If you follow this podcast now, and I think last episode, John, you said how many seasons of the challenge we've done now on this podcast but I don't remember the number. Yeah. But either way, I'm going to... I got it wrong. It was more than I than I said. I think I said seven and it's nine. So you're saying I shouldn't have highlighted the fact that you brought it up last week. <laughs> no, you should. I can own my mistakes. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the, the reason why I brought that up was because I was going to say for our longtime listeners, they know that there is nothing, and I mean nothing that I enjoy more than the first episode of the season of the challenge. The only thing that's better is probably just the the trailer, the this season on trailer, but you'll never get me more fired up than the first episode of a challenge. It's so good. You get to see everyone again for the first time in a long time. Everyone is just in a good mood. Everyone, you know, you're, you're, you're figuring out who the roommates are going to be, who might hook up on the first night. You get to see who's calling the shots, who's running each team. There's just so much going along, but at the bare minimum i'm just happy to see all our friends again and i mean i'm with you a hundred percent for those people who don't know us i'm john chidley hill and my name is sheldon alexander and this is you killed it the very excited podcast about the <laughs> challenge i'm sorry i'm We're coming just in hyped. hot i'm coming in hot i'm sorry no i love it no, I'm super into it. You just wanted to dive right in, and I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you, aside from the fact that I did just stop you. <laughs> I, it was. I'm totally on board with what you said, though. It's so good to see our old favorites. Yeah. And just, like, off the hop, I gotta say, mm-hmm. I fucking loved this episode. So did I. I was... I had just, like, a hint of concern that 90 minutes... Was it going to be too long? Mm-hmm. And maybe as the season wears on, 90 minutes will be too long. But this did not feel like 90 minutes. And speaking of coming in hot, the fact that they played Fortunate Son. Like, <laughs> I don't know how expensive it is to clear the rights for that song. But that's not a, that's a major motion picture song. You know what I mean? It's not an MTV reality TV show song. Hold on, though. And, like, it perfectly set the mood. It's just setting the stage to let you know that we're about business. This is big business. MTV is not a small-time network. The Challenge is not a small-time show. This is big time. And right off the bat, they're they're setting the scene, getting you hyped up. And that's one thing in production you talk about all the time, right? Music does such a good job of setting the mood, right? Because it's making you feel something. And right away, as soon as you hear that song, it makes you feel like this is a big event. Like, even if, like, we're already in, because we obviously love the show and we watch the show, we're here anyways. Do you know what I mean? Because we have deep, because we have deep-rooted problems. (laughs) Go on. Hey, but as long as we're okay with it, we're aware and we're okay with it, it's all good, right? But... Yeah, I'm okay and you're okay. Like if you're brand new to the show and you're kind of like, they're really hyping up this USA versus UK thing, aren't they? But then you hear the track and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is legit. I'm I'm here for it. In right away. Yeah. Well, speaking of hyping it up, we have a voiceover from TJ, TJ Lavin, the man himself, the god. Yep. 
And he says of the Americans that they are focused and ready to die for their country. <laughs> and then of Team UK, yeah. 14 British warriors that started as a small alliance that has grown into an army. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who is doing Way the writing? Way to lay it on thick. I like it. I like it. I, I like it. I want to believe that there was no writer that TJ Lavin just ad-libbed that and like <laughs> did it on the first take. I know better in my brain, but in my heart... That's what I want to believe. I love it. I was I was sitting there thinking, okay, they're really making this seem as if this is like Canada versus US in hockey or women's soccer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're hyping this up as if this is a legitimate sport. But hey, we talk about it all the time. This is a legit sport. Let's go. I'm I'm in on this. Let's go. Oh yeah. I mean I'm so in on this. What do you what do you think of the whole like out, drive up like in the back of the trucks and just like that whole mood that they were setting with that? I liked it. Um, I doubt. I mean, this definitely was not the case. We learn later on it was not the case. But I like that they tried to simulate that this was everyone's first time seeing each other. That like the <laughs> Americans thought they were just playing Americans and the Brits just thought they were playing the Brits. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. There's just something about like either an army truck or a helicopter opening, that's like or a skydiving opening. It's just it's just good TV. Like it just it adds to that feeling of hypeness. Yeah. And I really thought that looking at the Americans, by moments they looked nervous. Oh. Well, just by moments, just a few of them. Well, here's the thing, and I think this sets the tone for the theme for the rest of the episode. The biggest thing, and we even talked about this on the preview, so it kind of makes us look like we know a little bit of what we're talking about. But the biggest thing with the U.S. team is they don't trust each other, right? And I think that's where the nerves are coming in because this is a brand new kind of setup for how this season's going to go. But now you have all these people who aren't used to working with each other that are now going to have to work with each other, and they don't trust it. And I think that's what you're seeing right away. Well, yeah, and I mean, Leroy says that off the bat. I think he says something along the lines of, we have some great, uh, really great athletes, but none of us trust each other. Yeah. And do you know who also said that? No. Last week, Sheldon Alexander oh. and John Chidley Hill both made this point. Yes, I did, I did, that yes. The Ameri- <laughs> that the Americans have way too much history yeah. and don't trust each other and that the story of the American team is going to be can they put aside their history? Can they put aside their egos and focus on the task at hand, which is beating the Brits? Okay. Or crippling the Brits and then turning on each other. So two things. One, I, I want to like ask a lot of questions where I'm going to ask you the question, John, but I'm also asking the viewers, the listeners of the podcast. And I really want you guys to respond to us wherever you listen to this podcast, in the comments, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Twitter, hit us up whenever, because honestly, when we're having this conversation, this is a group chat, right? Like it's me and John on the line, but everyone is involved. So when I ask certain questions and I don't know if I planned for this to be my first question, <laughs> but here we, here we go. Anyways, I want, yeah, lay it on I, me. I'm ready. I want everyone to answer this. Can we talk about bear's hair? Like what was, what's going yes. on? <laughs> like right away. I was yeah. like, uh, what what did I miss here? Like, is this a thing? Is it just a lack of product? I'm not going to claim to be an expert on like 
white people's hair as a brother. Like, I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert by any means, but is it a lack of product? Did he just grow his hair out and he doesn't have anything in it and that's why it looks messed up? Part of me was thinking, like, is this, like, uh, is he wearing a toupee? It looked really fucked up, like, super fake, kind of, in certain parts. I don't know, but that that's just a question I had. Is that just me, or did that stand out to you guys as well? It stood out to me. I thought it looked weird. <laughs> um, and I guess to speak for white people, what's going on there? <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to. <laughs> It's if we're if we're being honest, Sheldon, oh. it's about time someone held us accountable <laughs> just as a group. Oh man. What's going on there is he currently has no product. Like it's probably the same length hair that he had previously, okay. only he's not gelling it back. But even like he did. hold on, but even in the confessionals, right, where there is a little something something in there, it still looks really weird. But I don't know, whatever. Let's not spend too much he time might also, getting bogged down on, on Bear's hair. Oh, Ryman. He, oh, Bars. A little, a little Blue's Clues there. <laughs> uh, see, here's the thing. What might be at work is he might be aware that his hairline isn't up to the task like it once was. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Um, Just saying. So sticking with kind of the theme, because we talked, we talked already about, you know, the Americans and the issues going on there. Uh, one thing that came up in our preview that was revealed to me not only by our uh, good friend and also you killed it fan Lawrence Thomas. He said you didn't. You guys don't remember who Rogan is, and of course I didn't remember who Rogan was. And right away, your man's Johnny Bananas, right, who's always here to make the clips, says, "Hey, oh yeah, Rogan's already been here longer than he was last time." And they show the flashback of Rogan burning out right away in the last season that he was on and that's why we forgot about him right i mean and you know what i'm okay with that <laughs> were you happy to oh. see rogan i i was neutral on the topic i mean rogan had rogan had a good episode he, he did well he, he did. had some ups and downs he, we'll get to he that had later. a significant episode that, that, we'll, we'll get to but, that later i'm sure just off the top yes i loved bananas chirp great start i also loved wes's description of the brits as they got out of their army truck where he's just like spray tans gelled up hair and bad tattoos <laughs> that is how i think of all of them like and it's funny if you go to britain yeah. that's not how your average british person in their 20s looks it's just how like MTV, the reality TV British people version. Look. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as it's, and it's so weird to me, but that's just what they do. I also have to point out, I like Kyle's start to the season because he's looking at his team and he called it Rookie Central, and he's right. Yeah. He's the most experienced team on. Excuse me, the most experienced player on the UK, and he's only done four challenges. Totally, totally true. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pumping the tires of Johnny Bananas here, but this is kind of Johnny Bananas at work, right? The early episode, the early episodes of the season, people are kind of trying to find their footing, where they fit in. He knows why he's here and he's here to give us sound bites. So right away when he's like, oh, so this is what you guys look like without Instagram filters. Like, that's a great one line yeah. right there, right? Like, oh, I laughed out loud. They were that was pretty fucking good. Wes, Wes and Johnny 
were taking no prisoners off the hop, <laughs> and I loved it. Uh, I know something else you loved as well, John, because we touched on it last week when we were talking about the return of Tori and Jordan, was you said Tori was really good in her confessionals. And like right off the bat, she was so cute, just the way that she was describing. She tried to give a history lesson of, of uh, U.S. versus Britain, but it didn't really go so well. But because it's Tori, it was kind of funny. We laugh it off. No? I mean, the history in major... The history major in me was upset by two things that were said <laughs> in this scene. Okay. The first is, I think it was Johnny Bananas alleged that if it wasn't for the Americans, the British would be part of Germany. <laughs> and as a Canadian history major, I have to say, probably not true. <laughs> that the tide was already turning by the time the Americans decided to roll up okay. on the Second World War. We were already like three or four years into the thing. Okay. And then, Tory, not knowing when the American Revolutionary War was, also a bit of a concern, <laughs> 1775 to 1783, although the revolution began in 1765. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, it had to be said. Hey, I hear it had you. to be said. We all play our roles, and, and John, I, you are here to educate us. It's okay. It happens, you know? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with I that. I knew that as soon as they as soon as Tori said that, I knew that you would know that I would be upset. Uh, of course. Of course. Come on. <laughs> uh the other thing. And I mentioned I was excited for Laurel to be back, and Laurel did not disappoint in this episode. And right away, she shows why I'm a fan of Laurel. Laurel is a bad bitch. And I like it. Oh right. Oh, right away. So good to see her. She's just telling them to suck it. My name is Laurel. <laughs> and I'm back. And, I, I, and I'm here for it. I am totally here for it. And of course, normally for people who are new to the podcast, what we'll do is we'll break down the episode. We'll kind of go chronologically, just bringing up like our favorite moments and stuff like that. So we'll get to more of Laurel for sure. But right away early on, that's right where I was. Just in terms of I'm happy to see Laurel. I was happy to see Killa Cam talking games strategizing already and I, i'm asking you john i'm wondering did you think it was too early for killer cam's strategic talk with uh was it kaylee right yeah i my problem with that conversation was that it was in front of everyone mm, okay okay right like everyone i mean i guess everyone knows that they're buds yeah but just like you know have have a little finesse okay. the, the challenge is a finesse game okay um Fair enough. Fair enough. Another thing we do at some point throughout the, the pod, and we might do it at the end, but sometimes it comes up in just normal conversation, is of course we'll pick who our MVP is. That'll be at the very end or who killed it in the episode. But also we like to mm -hmm. go through our favorite lines of the episode. Now, this isn't yes. my favorite line of the episode, but it was almost my pick. Okay. But it was our introduction okay. to Jenny, who is jacked, <laughs> first off. And... <laughs> Her intro and her confessional, she says, you know, I'm really not a fake person. There's not a fake thing about me. Well, besides these eyelashes and my boobs and my lips. But I mean, in terms of my personality, <laughs> right? And I was like, that is a great introduction, right? Right away, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm in on this person. I'm in, totally. Which, my, first off, your first take on Jenny. I mean, I was less interested in my take on Jenny and more on how fast Johnny Bananas zeroed in. 
Well, the thing with Johnny Bananas is as much as he calls out Wes for seeking out the rookies and trying to see what guys he can get on his side, Johnny Bananas does the same thing with the girls, no? He absolutely does. And the, I mean, this is one of my problems with Johnny Bananas is that he there's hypocrisy in what he says versus what he does. Okay. Right, and we'll get to it, but like he criticized Wes a lot this episode, but like what he does isn't appreciably different. Like he tries to Johnny Bananas tries to make it a moral issue mm-hmm. when it's not. It's merely a different strategy. Totally true. Totally true. Right, I like and and it, you know, as a wise man once said, "All's fair in love, war, and the challenge." <laughs> so you can, like, it's fine to anticipate Wes's moves. It's fine to dislike Wes. It's fine to try to counteract uh, his moves. But don't make it like a moral thing where he's a rat or he's like dishonest or like he can't be trusted. Like Johnny, you're just as bad. Like What I thought you were going to say, and I thought you were going to say don't hate the player, hate the game. But yeah. I mean that <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a more succinct way of putting it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of don't hate the player, hate the game, uh, we got a little possible preview, maybe, let's say, of a little maybe showmancy thingy here going on with Bear and Laurel, maybe two of the stronger personalities for sure. Right away, like, she seems to be digging him. Bear's Bear, so you know he's down. Is that something you see kind of, like, maybe being a thing? Yes. Oh, okay. I Well, just because they wouldn't show it to us if it wasn't going to be a thing. Hey, sounds like someone has their producer hat on early this season. (laughs) Okay, okay. Sure do. (laughs) Sure do. Speaking of producers, I want to give a shout out to the producers and that great, like, when they zoomed in on Bear's pupils. (laughs) And it was, like, all spiraling and dark. That was awesome. (laughs) Um, I See, I'm so torn. This episode is the most I have ever liked Bear. Okay. And I wonder if it's possible that he has matured significantly in the past six months or whatever it's been. But it seems like it, at least based off of this episode. Or maybe he just figured out the game a little more, right? Because he came out guns blazing last season, and clearly his strategy was to be a storyline, right? So he was going to have a showman, he's going to start fights, he's going to be a shit disturber. And that's a great way to make sure that you're a part of the show, but it's not really a great way to win, right? So yeah. maybe he's coming in a little slower this time around. I don't know. But the, It was the most laid back we'd seen him, for sure. The one thing... But I, I want... Sorry, I want to say more about Bear. Yeah. Because we don't know how things resolve between him and Georgia, no. who's in the house. Well, and also, I love Laurel, but she does not have great taste in romantic partners. <laughs> hey, we're all flawed in our own ways, John. We're all flawed in our own That's, ways. That, you know what? That's Laurel's one flaw. <laughs> but what were you going to say? I was going to say the thing that I found, and we'll get into this as some of the twists and turns of the actual episode, we get to that. But I found, you know, we spent so much time and we asked the people, who are you guys rooting for? Are you going to be rooting for t- Team UK? or team uh, US. And I found myself like, I'm just rooting for people. That's what I found while I was watching yeah. this episode and early on. And cause I was kind of like, Oh, Baron Laurel. I wasn't thinking of it as UK and US. You know what I mean? Like it, it was yeah. really interesting in that sense where I find 
okay, no, I, I like these people. I want to see these people stay regardless of what team they're on. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what, that's a good point, and I felt much the same way. Where And there's some people who I like and some people who I dislike who we barely saw in this episode. True. Very true. Uh, one thing we did see in this episode was a very good opening challenge. Uh, yes. The challenge was called Trench Warfare. John, would you like yep. to break this down or would you like me to take this one? No, I'd love to. So it's essentially amped up capture the flag. <laughs> there's a few rows of it looked like it was bamboo and other brush and so they had these sort of lanes and each team started behind a i'd estimate maybe a five foot tall uh pile wall of sandbags yeah they had to get over the wall and they had to go over the wall not around it run through these lanes at each other pick up a flag carry it back over their wall and plant it. And importantly, um, you can only carry one flag at a time. You cannot pass a flag to a teammate and you must plant it yourself. Yes. And every competitor was responsible for two flags. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we should know what the odds were or what was at stake. The four reinforcements who are all time challenge great CT D and Ninja, who both made their debuts last season, and Turbo, who also made his debut last season and won the whole fucking thing, they're the ones up for grabs. Whichever team won the daily competition, the daily challenge, gets to pick their reinforcements first yeah. by gender, and the other team takes the other one. Yeah. So if you pick, say, Turbo first, the other team has to take CT. Yeah. I think that's it. I think uh, that covers it. It was super interesting, just like the twist and how that was going to play out. And I like that little wrinkle, right, of how they were going to add these people into the game. I thought that was really cool. Um, but as they set up and you kind of have them all kind of lined up and it's about to start and Laurel again. And I know I'm going to keep referencing Laurel in this episode, but she's like, hey, right away. She's yelling out. If you have to hit someone, hit them. <laughs> like, I love this game so much, right? It's so good. <laughs> and you're seeing people get decked and someone called, was it Georgia? She's like, is this a challenge or game of Thrones? And it was super interesting yeah. because I was wondering how did nobody get hit with the, with the bamboo stick, right? Like it seems like people were running with it straight out. And I was kind of wondering like, how did nobody get hit or poked in the chest or whatever like it just seemed like it could have been way more dangerous than it actually was but then you did see some people lay down some hits no yeah some people did uh i mean wes got fucking rocked yes idris took him out idris with the yes, huge idris um idris and uh as challenge legend i'll call her a challenge legend because i love jemmy jemmy's twitter account tells me that the ladies seem to like idris so Yes. Shouts to Jemmy, by the way. But yeah, Idris is a boxer, and he laid out yeah. Wes at one point during that challenge for sure. I I like what Tori said. I've been waiting to hit some of these bitches, and I don't even know that. <laughs> but I have to say, yeah. I need to point. I'm going to point out uh, the person who on the British team that I actually thought was smart mm -hmm. was Sean. Okay, because. Nowhere in the rules that it say you can't help your teammates over the sandbags. Oh yeah, some people. So are he tossed. was pushing people over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was smart. Yeah. 
Especially when Big T says that she hasn't been to the gym in 12 years. Imagine going on the fucking challenge and not having been to the gym in 12 years. Yeah, that, that's a You're going to have a rough time, lady. So, like, they, the, like, I'd be worried if I were in her shoes after that first competition, I'd be worried about my personal safety. So speaking of being in the gym or maybe not being in the gym, I got another question for you and the audience. Um, CT. Yeah. CT looks different. And I, I was trying to figure out, like, what's happening, you know, and, and I mean that I'm choosing my words carefully here, but I was like, is he on like a bad cycle of steroids? Like, is he like, has he been <laughs> Wait, in the that's gym? that's you choosing your words carefully? <laughs> <laughs> I got halfway through and then I just said, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But I like, did he like, I don't know, like, did he work out for a while and then stop working out? So he kind of got inflated. Like, it just seemed like, I don't know how to describe it, but it, he looks, his body looks weird, no? Uh, he he did. I honestly wondered if it was having to do with like, excuse me, if it was having to do with like altitude oh. or like the flight, because like all allow, he looked puffy. Yes. See, if I was choosing and my like, words properly, I probably would have went with something <laughs> like puffy. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And, and like not in bad shapes. Yeah. Like we have seen him dad bod harder, mm-hmm. but he d- he didn't look his best. Like he's still bigger, but like he's still I don't know. He still seemed pretty fit. Like yeah. had some vascularity on his arms. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Looked Hard on. to say. Looked but I like to get yeah. some opinions from the audience. So as I said, send us your your tweets. Let us know what you think for sure. Hit us up. Um, I also want to point out Laurel's effort because she pretty much won this competition for the United States. Facts. Because she realized the Americans were trailing. Mm -hmm. So she single-handedly blocked Big T and Esther from getting through and held them off long enough that the Americans were able to sort of tie it up. And then Laurel just had, because it was at the American side. Yeah. She had a, a shorter distance to go. And she also had the confidence to know that she should, she would be able to get over that wall faster than either Big T or Esther. Yeah. So, and we heard others like on the American team giving Laurel credit for essentially single-handedly turning it around. Like, what a return to form for Laurel. Yeah, just a boss move by Laurel, realizing what was going on, realizing the strategy of it as well, that they were down, and, you know, you needed to slow them up and give your team a chance to win, and the way that she did it, you know, you're right. I think it was Zach and even uh, Killa Cam were shouting out Laurel, just saying the good job that she did to start playing some defense and hold back the other team, and that's a big win right there. It was a good win, but the good win meant that there was a very difficult choice lying ahead of Team USA. And, okay, but picking between D and Ninja, as we discussed last week, you probably always go with the Ninja, right? Yeah, but I also have to say, it was it's not just, absolutely, I think Ninja's the better choice. Okay. But, as Wes pointed out, he and D are close, because... She was essentially his fresh meat last season. Like he said on this episode that 
she's one of his most successful mentees. Correct. And that she will feed them information on the DL. Yeah. So, like, so essentially it's a two for one. Like, you get the athleticism of Ninja, but also you have D maybe feeding you some intel. So, like, that's just, like, that's like a slam dunk in my mind. On the other hand, mm-hmm. there's the debate that everyone struggled with, which was, do you pick CT, who everyone knows, who everyone likes, who is one of the best challenge competitors of all time, or do you pick Turbo? Hold on. CT, who was just blatantly and openly rooting for you to win the entire time yeah. as well. Who's one of your best, like, he is legitimately close with uh, Wes, with Kara, with, and I assume by extension, Polly, by Laurel. Like, he's very popular, especially the, like, newer, older, more mature CT. So it seemed early on, like, the women wanted CT, and then Jordan, uh, Wes, initially, and Bananas were like, no, we can't take CT. We got to take Turbo. And I think Wes made a very calculated move, I'll say, realizing that, you know, maybe the decision he was going to get his way anyways and they weren't going to pick CT. So to maybe save face, he then says, no, 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 I think we should take CT. Even though he knew it wasn't going to go in that favor anyways, but he saves face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if that was calculated or not. I don't know. Maybe Wes will message us and let us know because we're really paying attention to what's going on. But I did find it interesting that, you know, the dudes were like, no, 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 we got to take Turbo. Turbo's a beast. And Jordan brought up, you know, what if it's a swinging competition or something where you got to carry someone? Like, CT won't be able to do that. And I thought that was a very I, interesting point. But what do you think, John? What is the move that you make if you're Team USA? I see. Here's my counter argument. Because I think, like, I, I hear everything that they said, what you said. But my counter argument is this. There are a lot of egos. There are a lot of big personalities on that American team. CT is just as big a personality. It's just as big an ego. And although Turbo has his eccentricities... (laughs) That he does. That is... That American team has too many generals, not enough corporals. You know what I mean? Interesting, interesting. And Turbo's more of a corporal. So are you saying they made the correct choice or the John choice in picking Turbo? Yeah, I think so. I think in terms of, like, and no disrespect to CT. Mm-hmm. I, I really like CT. I would want him on my team. But if you look at the makeup of that American squad... So many big personalities, so many people who think they should be team captain, who should be the leader, who should be a veteran. You need someone who's more rank and file. Okay. Interesting. Right? Because really the only people they have that they can throw their weight around with are Ninja and Turbo. Yeah. Maybe Josh. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my counter argument and no disrespect to CT. Just I see how it's a benefit. It's also... A benefit because you know yeah he's going to be pissed but like d you have a sleeper agent possibly on the uk side so here here's my thing ct 
to me anyways when i when i stopped and thought about it i wrote it out and i was like the emotional pick is ct the brain pick is turbo right yeah banana says putting ct on the other side as a mole and you get turbo who's probably the better player it's interesting in theory but i don't understand how the mole would play out in terms of being on the other team and winning right like you don't get the money if you're on the other team as a mole so i didn't really get that but i'm gonna say this and maybe it's because i'm gonna lose and be emotional i feel like there's some kind of karmic aspect to this where like you've been riding with ct forever you know and we all know that the challenge doesn't necessarily always come down to who is the better physical competitor. There's so many other levels to the game. And so I might be more willing to go with the beast that I know in terms of CT than what I don't know in terms of Turbo. Like, who knows? Turbo might be trying to flip it to the other side because he doesn't really want to fuck with you guys. You don't know that. Yeah. CT, at least you know he would have been riding with you and for your team the whole way through. And I think I would have picked CT to be on my team. And Kara says... When they put him on the other team, he now can be the leader of that team. Because they did, as you mentioned, yeah. Kyle was the only person with real experience on that team, right? Now you're giving them CT, yep. and he can give some insight. He'll know how to mess with them, how to throw off the other team, right? He knows all like what makes Kara tick or Nani or Laurel or whoever. Whereas, you know, you might have just given the other team their captain. Whereas I feel like the flip side, I know you're talking about CT being on the U.S. team and there's so many um, cooks in the kitchen already, which is true. But I feel like CT, especially the older CT, has proven that he can take a step back a little bit. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have to be the Johnny Bananas all up in the camera all the time. He can sort of play his position in the background, kind of like Zach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where they're, they they yeah. might be calling shots. They'll say what they need to say, but they're not they're not going to be Jordan and put their hand up to be like, no, I'm the captain. I'm the leader. So I think yeah. I would have went with the, CT, man. I really think so. The other thing, to your point, like listening to you, I was thinking about it more. And one of one of Turbo's greatest, I don't want to say assets or flaws, just one of his greatest character traits is absolute loyalty he expects it and he gives it and those americans are going to stab each other in the back (laughs) so i can i can see turbo being eventually getting fed up with all the drama that's inevitably going to happen totally on the american side totally totally and like that's a problem whereas to your point ct would sort of be like this is par for the course yeah i've broken people's jaws just let's go for a walk you know what i mean like totally agree totally agree so so like i i can see why it's certainly a toss-up i i don't feel like you and i solved anything in that conversation but i can see why it was such a tough decision for the americans like i don't think it was so cut and dry like you must take ct totally agree and again toss it out to the people what do the people think did they make the right choice in getting c in uh sending ct to the other side let us know what you think but let's let's move things along here, right? Because yes. after this goes down, the teams are now split up. Um, D is making it known that she's here now and she's single, ready to mingle, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is funny, but also another part of this game for the newcomers that you know, 
makes things a little bit more interesting, let's say, right? A, a little politicking? Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> the term coined by Smashly, right? Yes. <laughs> when she hooked up with her now hated enemy, Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Uh, yeah, so basically what ends up happening, because the U.S. team won... We get the breakdown of the rules, and essentially, someone the UK team has to now pick someone to go into the elimination round, right? And automatically, yes. they pick someone. But then the flip side, TJ alerts Team USA that they need to pick someone to be the leader or the captain, and Jordan volunteers, which is an interesting choice right away, because you figured it was going to be some form of Wes or Bananas, right? <laughs> yeah. So Jordan automatically says it's going to be him. Doesn't really surprise us. He puts up his hand, but then he has to pick two other people who end up being in the tribunal with him. He chooses Laurel and Wes. What did you think of those two choices? I'll ask you that first, John. I thought they were brilliant. Oh, okay. Johnny Bananas, Johnny Bananas nailed it on the head that it is a huge opportunity to get a sense of what Wes is up to because you always have to keep tabs on Wes and I love him for it like I am still firmly team Wes yeah. and I thought it was I agree with Johnny Banana's assessment like you gotta know where all the chess pieces are and Wes is always moving the chess pieces so it's an opportunity to figure out what's going on Okay. it also was a great choice to pick Laurel for exactly the reasons Jordan stated he trusts her. She's a straight shooter. And I think, I know Tori in a confessional said, you know, hey, what the fuck? I'm your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I kind of expected you to take me along. But it's smart because it means that at least for one cycle of competitions, Laurel and Wes are tied to Jordan. And Tori's already going to be tied to Jordan. Yeah. So it at least temporarily expands their power base to four. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, you can't be in the tribunal two weeks in a, or two competitions in a row. So it might so be a waste it, anyways. Yeah. So it means that maybe next time Tori is going to be in the tribunal and she can advocate excuse me, for Jordan. Totally. So I don't know if Jordan saw that little twist coming, but... I've, I think he chose the very best yeah. uh, possibilities. And also, I don't think Wes wanted to be in that tribunal. I think Wes would have, like Johnny Bananas, kept his hand down <laughs> and tried to go longer without getting his hands dirty. Yeah, Like, I think once the choice was made, he leaned into it and made the most of the hand he'd been dealt. But I don't think... If he'd had his choice, he would have volunteered. I think he would have happily had Leroy or Zach yeah. or anyone else go in. No, that's interesting. Makes total sense. And something Jordan and Tori kind of touch on later on when they're discussing like the rooms, because they didn't decide to stay in the same rooms with each other. But I think it's smart that you're not slapping everyone in the face with the fact that you're in a relationship, right? Like people know when they get yeah. it, they don't need to be have it like it jammed down their throat 24 7 and just like with the decision to not be in the same room together i think jordan not just automatically picking her 
is another good move because there's no need to like why would you really need to especially at this point of the game early on it's not necessary and you want to you just want to have ears yeah in every room totally right like if you're like to pick on them if you're like Polly and Kara last season exactly where you are all over each other all the time first of all it's annoying yeah nobody wants second to of all no second of all if you guys are all up in each other literally and figuratively all the time it's too easy for your competitors to have conversations about you yeah no totally agree right like you're making it too easy for the competition totally agree totally agree uh so as we move on we also find out that obviously the tribunal this season the twist is the tribunal gets to watch the deliberation of the other side of the house see who they pick and then after they see who they pick they get to grill that person to find out who they want to go into the elimination against so yeah that gets super interesting but more on that later right more on that later because it was fascinating when it did happen totally we did get sort of a blow by blow a play by play of the alliances the dislikes Friendships, going on yeah. starting with friendships starting with georgia and nicole we didn't fucking see nicole again for the episode but georgia and nicole are best friends yes <laughs> i just felt like the tone in which we were shown that the things are going to go badly between them <laughs> yeah maybe i'm too cynical because of the show yeah. but just like the way it was presented to us i'm like oh they're not going to be friends by the end of this like i could see could you see bear being involved dun, dun, dun. yes <laughs> yes i could and then we had laurel and car maria explain how they are former best friends hold on hold on hold on, hold on. uh but one thing though i need a, i need okay. your your thoughts on this Georgia said right. she's best friends with Nicole and she calls her her mucker. Have you heard that term yes. before? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure I wasn't the only one because I was like, oh, okay, that, that's a new one. All right. But hey, the more you know, right? Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, but I just wanted to make sure. No. No, that's fine. So Laurel and Kara explain how they dislike each other now. Yeah. Essentially, Laurel feels that Kara has changed that Kara is now after that clout, the clout chaser. Yep. And that um, not only does Laurel not know who Kara is anymore, but she believes Kara doesn't know who Kara is anymore. Very Kara counters. And she's not the first person to say that, right? Like Nani said that last season. Yeah, totally. Um, Kara counters with, um, by saying that, you know, every time... Like, at her lowest points in her life, which seemed like sort of a reference to her breakup with Abram, mm -hmm. that Laurel visited her yep. in North Dakota, is it? I don't Idaho. Know, I, don't. I stopped listening to Kara. I'm not going to lie to you. When Kara pops <laughs> up, I, like, listen for the first three seconds, and then I just, like, start tuning her out. But essentially, Kara was saying, she used to be there for me, but with that sweetness comes, like, sort of judgment, yeah. like, meanness. Mm -hmm. Um, then we've got Joss and Rogan, who are best friends, essentially because Rogan saw Joss on Twitter and was like, hey, we should be best friends, and tweeted at him. That's really and weird. Isn't that how we became friends, Sheldon? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we became no. friends. <laughs> Grade what? Grade nine? 
grade 10, grade 9. Grade 9. Grade 9 math class. Did I just make that up? Yeah, I, I feel like it was. Uh, but I know it was I feel like nine. it was, it was a grade gym nine class. class. Yeah. Fair enough. Anywho, <laughs> then we have Mr. Popularity, Wes, who we see starting to put in some work with Joss and Rogan, who call themselves Jogan, which I'm mixed on. Um, so essentially, he has. He reconfirms a pre show alliance that he has with those two. But I gather it's the first time he was meeting Rogan, maybe the first time he was meeting Joss. So they have a quick little conversation. And then Wes is like, hey, we shouldn't talk too much. You're going to get in trouble. And then in confessional, they asked Wes who he has an alliance with. And he listed off who he reached out to before the competition began. Should I read off this list? I mean, it's as Wes points out in the same confessional. It's probably shorter to read off the list of people he did not reach out to. There are a, there are 28 people in the house. Yep. Wes, if you count him, <laughs> has an alliance with 12 people in the house. <laughs> it's Kara, Polly, Joss, Rogan, Georgia, Zahida, Zach, Leroy, Cam, Faith, and Nani. And I just I want to talk about the composition of this group. <laughs> because I think I think it's brilliant. I don't but go on. Really? Go on. Here's why I th- here's why I think it's brilliant. Obviously, Kara and Polly are a unit. Correct. And although he had his ups and downs with them last season, generally he's on the same page with them. And especially after the show went to air, I think it was sort of reinforced by things he said on Twitter, by how he treated them at the reunion, things like that. Obviously, Joss and Rogan, another pairing. Right? Uh, Zahida, Zach, and Leroy are kind of by f- not by choice, but sort of cliqued up because Zahida and Zach were paired last season. So Zahida knows and likes Zach, doesn't have really a strong alliance with anyone else. Zach, whether he wants to be or not, is no longer friends with Johnny Bananas. Correct. And like in the house, if you're not friends with Johnny Bananas, you are almost automatically friends with Wes. So, like, might as well get ahead of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia. I imagine Georgia is Team Wes now because Wes did not lead her astray about Bear yeah. last season, right? And, like, the cameras didn't lie. Like, the cameras backed up everything Wes was warning Georgia about in person, which would be a good trust builder. Um cam and faith again wes has never like crossed swords with them really and i think that both cam and faith would appreciate his weird i don't want to quite say integrity because obviously he is the like political master but like his his code of ethics if you will you know what i mean like he there's a logic to what he does and then finally wes and nani were a good pairing last season. Not that they were, like, paired up, but that they were essentially in alliance and were the voices of reason with the Americans. So to me, oh, the other masterful thing about this group is that although we can sort of pair them up or put them in, like, trios, as a group, you would never suspect them working together. 
Like, you would not expect Kara and Polly, who had a massive blowout with Zack, to be allied. And you would not expect Leroy and Cam to be allied, because they're exes. You know what I mean? Like, it's loose enough no, that no one's going to be able to draw those You're totally dots. right. But the, the problem is, when it's stretched so far, all it takes is for one of these people, early on, to get caught up in something, and then you got to show your cards if you're Wes early. That's the only problem with this, right? Like, it's yeah, so yeah. stretched that, you know, let's say Georgia gets thrown in early, right? She's going to go to Wes, and Wes is going to have to show his cards one way or the other, meaning That's either he's going to have to be like, well, I'm not really with you because he's going to be – he's going to say, oh, I can't do anything. There's so many people on the other side, whatever, but you're showing your cards, and that's what I think happens when you make that move where you're reaching out to that many people and that many people that you don't really know how much you can trust them as gets proven yeah. later on, which we'll get to. But it's it's an can, interesting strategy nonetheless. Can we call them Bergman's Eleven? Is that – can we float that as much. an idea? Too much. Too much. But there's 11 of them. How often do we get to use something like that? Still too much. But hey, maybe, Listeners, maybe the people agree with you. Listeners, settle this for us. Bergman's eleven. Is it working? Is it not working? Let us know. I mean, one might argue we already found out that it's not working. But hey, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> get there. Uh, I mean, strictly the name, not the alliance. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Wes was putting Wes was putting in work with alliances. Josh was putting in a different kind of work with Georgia. <laughs> So sorry, I had to cut you in because I prepped that segue and I was really proud. Oh, of it. it's really good. Go ahead, it's good. Sheldon. I, I appreciate Thank you. it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sheldon. Josh, if we remembered his game from last season, didn't really work out too well for him when he was trying to get with Amanda, and Amanda was quickly putting him in the friend zone. But he kept trying to make moves, and she's like, "Nah, not really feeling it." So when this scene started, I was kind of like, "Oh." Is this what's going to go down again? Josh getting friend zoned? And I can't lie to you. I rewound. I rewound this part maybe three or four times. <laughs> Just because, one, I was trying to figure out what the hell Josh was saying. Two, Tori, hello. <laughs> three. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, I was just like, wait a second. She's, she's like taking this in? And... I'll say this as well. Before I left work today, I saw Mr. Lawrence Thomas, and he said, because he'd already seen the episode, he said to me, I know what you're going to pick for your line of the episode already. And that's all he said, knowing that I hadn't oh. watched yet. So I don't know. I haven't messaged him yet, so I'll find out once he listens to the episode, because I'm about to tell you what my line of the episode is, because I was like, she can't really be taking in Josh, right? Like, I didn't think it was going to work, because Josh says to her, you know, well, first off, Georgia, she drops the bomb that they almost had a moment at the reunion, right? They almost which kissed. It, which is such a weird place. Like, they must mean, like, going to the bar afterwards. Because yeah, I can't yeah. imagine being, like, sparks flying in the fucking green room. Well, hey, you never know. What kind of green room are we talking about? No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> no, 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 I totally hear you. Right. So probably you're right. They're out during the reunion times jamming. And Josh says, you know, he's mad because he says he fucked up. Right. And Georgia explains yep. that they almost had a moment where they almost kissed. So Josh then starts laying it on. And, you know, <laughs> listeners of you killed it. I'm 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 a single dude. OK. <laughs> 
I want to know, like, is this really a thing? Josh says, quote, I'm physically, mentally, spiritually attracted to you. <laughs> but just because I know that you're a good person, I want, and then he gets cut off. But George is picking up what he's putting down. Is that really a line that works? I'm physically, mentally, and spiritually attracted to you. That just sounds Cheers. like total BS. Like, what are we talking about right now? What does that even mean? And, and you know, for all all our listeners who might be a little bit younger, let me be an old head here, <laughs> and let me let me drop some wisdom oh. that that I wish that I wish someone had said to me when I was Josh's age, which is what, like 24, 25? Something like that, Adam. The problem with saying something like that before you even kiss her, like for real, for real kiss, is where do you go from there? <laughs> right? Like, in all seriousness, let's say everything goes perfectly for Josh. Yeah. Georgia gets into it. They not only hook up, but start dating. They have a romantic relationship. After dropping a line like that, how'd you just say, I love you? You know what I mean? Yeah. How, like, what are your wedding vows like when that's what you lead with? You got to think a couple steps ahead. Like, if you come out that strong, you cannot maintain that pace. Well, I mean, maybe the wedding vows for when they do get married, it's Georgia saying, or sorry, it's Josh saying to her, I am sexually, physically, mentally, spiritually attracted to you. Question. What's the difference between being sexually and physically attracted to someone? Uh, I mean, one sounds like you're magnets and one <laughs> sounds like you want to have sex. I mean, it's just incredible. <laughs> and then, well, Georgia's response is not like her response made much sense. She's like, oh, no, I, I understand. She's like, you don't have many souls. You're a good soul. You're an empath. What does that mean, John? Uh, the empath part or his <laughs> the status of his souls I know you and you don't have many souls you're a good soul like, what does that mean I think she's trying to say that he's not two faced Oh, perhaps like one Stephen Bear <laughs> and she even says in confessionals yeah. I deserve a good guy and hey I which agree she with does. That. Yeah, not mad. I like that. Georgia not mad at that. I, so we're going to skip ahead to a scene because it's tied to this scenario. Well, hold on. I want to ask you one thing about Georgia, though. Because last season okay. I accused her of playing it up for the camera. You know, like she wasn't really falling for Bear, but she was playing along with it because it was a good storyline, obviously. Like Bear was the show. So being a part of the Bear show meant you were part of the challenge show. Yeah. So I wondered that. But. The Josh show doesn't exist, or at least not in a positive way on the challenge. It's got, it has low ratings, the Josh show. <laughs> right? So I was like, what's her MO here? Like, is it possible? Like, I just couldn't fathom. And this is me going back to Josh, Big Brother Josh, which I've said already is a gong show. And we kind of got a, a glimpse of that gong show during this episode. But I was like, is she really feeling Josh? Like, is that a thing? Like, that's happening right now? I think so. Okay. Okay. But but to that point, let's say Officer Sheldon showed up at that pool party. Okay. Where's this? And guy? offered a breathalyzer test ah. to Josh and Georgia. Interesting. 
Would you let them get behind the wheel of a vehicle? No, but I wouldn't let any of these people get behind the wheel of any vehicle. But, uh, I mean, you I take my saying. point. I know what you're saying. You're this saying when the Remy's in the system ain't no telling. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. And on that note, on that note, Josh <laughs> goes into CT's room. Oh, hold on. Which hold I on, gather on. he's... You can't leave that scene without mentioning Josh's move of, I want to kiss you right now, but we're in public, and people might see. And then he does, like, the, I don't even know what you call this move, but the go for the fake kiss on the cheek and then when she closes her eyes you turn to her mouth and you kiss her on the lips (laughs) yeah the old bait and switch (laughs) because because you know removing consent from the situation is a great idea josh (laughs) and also also if you are all those different kinds of attracted to georgia don't you want your first kiss to be better than that interesting like, don't you want your first kiss to be better than, like, ah, I fucking tricked her. Like, don't you want it to be, like, romantic and, like, the culmination, the sick- volcanic explosion of all your feelings? Yeah. I mean... Rather than a, like, ah, oh, she was fucking drunk and I tricked her. I, I can't And I finally blew my nose and I'm not congested because my name's Josh. I can't lie to you. I am super interested to see what happens with this Josh and Georgia thing. I'm super interested. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, Josh wasn't done there in this episode, though. He went toe-to-toe with Georgia. And then he went yes. toe-to-toe with CT for absolutely no reason. Like, this was the weirdest thing ever, no? Well, again, this is this is why I want to skip the Sean and Big T scene. Okay. Because Josh was clearly drunk. And, like, he wasn't, he, he wasn't like, slurring his words or anything. But he was clearly... I think it was Bananas or Wes said that he was clearly very emotional. Oh. Because, like, I don't understand his position. He goes into CT's room where CT's having a conversation with his friends, Laurel and Kyle. Josh sits down, and the cameras weren't there yet, but inserts himself into the conversation in some way. And CT's like, hey, bud, maybe shove on. Yeah. Having a private conversation with my friends here, this is my room. I don't want to hear what you have to say at this point. Yeah. And Josh just wouldn't go. He just kept saying, like, I'm not disrespecting you. Well, he does. A, but wouldn't leave. He does the passive aggressive thing of when you know someone else is mad and then you pretend as if you're not mad and you're not antagonizing them when you clearly are. Right. <laughs> that was Josh's move to be like, I don't get why you're so mad. And it's like he's telling you why he's so mad. And then you're still not listening. And Josh could have ended it, but instead he kept going and being like, I don't get why you're mad. It's like, no, no, no. He just told you why he's mad because you inserted yourself into the conversation, right? Yeah. And so then Josh turns into the same Josh that I've been describing from the Big Brother days where he sees the the cameras and it's like the red light comes on and it's action. And he starts putting on a show where... Now all the security guys come out from the back. He, he steps to CT, but only when he knows security's in the room and security's going to break it up. And then as soon as security steps in, he does the whole hold me back. And it's all for the camera. Yeah. Straight studio gangster moves from Josh. And then as he's walking away, talking about how he's not scared of anything and he's not scared of CT and he's not going to back down and all this stuff. And it's just like, yep, that's the Josh I'm talking about. That's the annoying Josh. Yeah, that guy. That guy. 
Come on, George. I don't like Josh. He's annoying. I I got I gotta say, at least for this episode, Josh is my least favorite player. <laughs> I know Paul. I know Polly has it in his heart. He's <laughs> capable of being my least favorite player. But he was quiet. But Polly didn't. He was quiet. I had no problem with Polly or Kara this episode. Um, agreed. Agreed. Totally agree. Uh, it was just. Can weird. we just? Can we just talk about the CT's move to blow off steam was to go to the gym and do squats, which is healthy and productive. But also, Turbo was already in there working out. Turbo was already in there. <laughs> like everyone else is partying and Turbo's working out. <laughs> Woo! Uh, let's let's circle back around though to Sean and Big T talking. Yeah. He's explaining that he feels excluded, that no one's reaching out to him. And Big T's just sort of being sympathetic. Yep. And Big T admits in confessional that the nickname Big T comes from her being tired of people calling her so cute and so small and so little. Yep. And that she admits that she might have a height complex. So my question to you is... The fact that Big T has a height complex, does that automatically put her into a, an alliance with Polly? Or do they have to talk <laughs> wow. about it first? Wow. Shots fired. Polly didn't even do anything in this episode. Did he still catching shots from you? Wow. He didn't even do anything in this <laughs> episode. Ta 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 Jeez. Okay. Okay. Um, Sean, yeah. You know what? To be honest, I know Banana says it at the end of the episode, but it's kind of true where he says, my advice for Sean, the next time you come on the challenge is to not come on the challenge. <laughs> Bananas yeah. was on fuego in this episode. But, like, you're complaining that no one's coming up to you. Why would anyone come up to you? You're the rookie. Right? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to go up and, like, engage with other people and, you know, introduce yourself to people. And it's a setting where... They're having, like, a pool party. Go in the pool. Hang out with some people. Say what's up. Ask them about themselves. Introduce yourself. Discuss your strengths from your own reality show. And instead, you did none of that. You sat in the corner to no one's talking to me. Yeah. I do, I do wonder if there's some subtext here that we didn't see. Because when I gave you the background last episode of You Killed It... Mm -hmm. I did say that Sean fell for one of the competitors on, on Shipwrecked and switched teams. Yes. What I didn't mention, because I didn't think it was really important, is that Sean's gay. Okay. And that, so the competitor he fell in love with was another man. Okay. More power to him. Good looking couple. Okay. But I wonder if some of the subtext that Sean was either really experiencing or maybe just feeling was that I'm pretty sure he's the only gay man in the house okay and i wonder if he hmm. felt excluded based off of that interesting i know that there are some people some men in the house to be specific who might be more bisexual i've heard rumors about some people and i don't i'm gonna try not to put rumors out there yeah yeah but but like that might be a subtext interesting. that he maybe felt that and like maybe i'm reading too much into things yeah i, I didn't even but just catch like any for of that so, I mean, it's definitely possible. But just, like, some added flavor, like, some added for your consideration, and maybe I'm reading too much into things. But, you know, maybe that's why he didn't feel fully comfortable. It's a very macho house with definitely some toxic masculinity, if you look at, say, Josh, as an example. So, you know, maybe he was 
put off foot for that first night or first two nights. No, that might actually make some sense. That might actually make some sense. Um, who who wasn't put off for the first night though? D and your <laughs> man's Rogan. Yeah, I mean D was just a heat-seeking missile, and good good for her. Hey, like when they say shoot, I ain't shoot. mad at it. When they say shoot or shoot. D was shooting her shot, right? And you know, on this show, on this show, you have to like live every night like it's your last, <laughs> right? Like if you're not fully confident, like a hundred percent locked in that you're gonna survive like a couple days, yeah. you gotta shoot your shot. Yep. Like you gotta make things happen. No, for sure, totally true. And hey, she was there. And the one thing I will say that is a cool thing about this show as well is there are always a lot of strong female characters. And what I mean by that is far too often on television, you see all these things where, and sometimes it's creeped into the challenge, but I'll say that it's died down a bit, right? But far too often on television, especially you see like, oh, the guy that's, you know, he's applauded for being the player and like going after all these girls. And the girl is kind of like submissive and like waiting to be chased. And, I will say on the challenge, it happens a lot more than on other shows, but no, no, no. The girls are making their moves too, right? Like they're shooting their shot and they're fully in control of their own situation. And I know Ashley made a huge point in this when, when uh, she was having her beef with Hunter, right? When Hunter is trying to call her a slut for messing around with different dudes in the house. And Ashley was just like, no, like I'm just doing what the guys do. And you guys applaud that and give Corey awards for it. And that's one thing I really give this show credit for, for showing strong female characters that are in control of whatever the fuck they want to do, whatever that is. And I applaud that. I applaud that. Me too. I wholeheartedly agree with you. It, It was interesting the next morning, Kyle, who I think has a new tattoo on the back of his head. Um, goes over to D and Rogan and was like, hey guys, how was your night? And made the point where he's like, hey, like, good on you. Yeah. But also, this could backfire. And then D and Rogan had a conversation like, are we good? And D seemed very nervous that things are going to be weird. And like, hey, we've all had that conversation where you've hooked up with someone you've known for a long time or maybe not the situation where you should have hooked up but like what's done is done and then you're like uh like did we just fuck up yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so I felt for D it's a very sympathetic situation and Rogan's like no 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 things aren't weird but it's definitely one of those things where it was weird you know what I mean well he says no 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 I'm just casual and she's like exclusive casual right <laughs> yeah like, uh, okay uh, from there, we get, uh, speaking of making moves, Wes is making moves with the Brits. We don't really got to get into that because we know what Wes is doing, right? He's trying to make friends, and he makes a point that he's making friends as a backup plan for when the U.S., if the U.S. side loses and they try to turn on him, he's hoping to have allies on the other side. Cool, except for the fact that Johnny Bananas is on the Wes's game, which we'll get to a little later on. But also, Johnny Bananas confiding in Josh. I don't know if that's the person <laughs> that you want to be have as your ally, right? Yeah. the th- The thing I wonder about is how much do what's hard is from season to season. You don't know how much these people are interacting. Mm-hmm. Like if they're going to meet and greets together. Yeah. 
Johnny has an on again, off again friendship with Natalie Negrata. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, from Big Brother. So like, does he know Josh a little bit better now? Like we don't know. I I agree with you. Josh is a weird person to confide in, but also it's smart to confide in Josh because Josh is so emotional mm-hmm. that you can like feed quarters into him. <laughs> right and he'll do the dirty work right yeah that's like if you're exactly if you're in josh big brother if you're in josh's ear enough and you say like hey man wes is pulling strings wes is making moves josh is the sort that he's gonna like get drunk one night and be like wes everyone fucking knows you're making moves you know what i mean yeah. and then like josh takes the heat johnny bananas is is scot-free right no totally true so totally true uh, from there so though, like, then we get, get to, to the knobs yeah. So they give a chance for Sean to speak up. He tries to say his case. I love that Big T called out Bear right away. <laughs> I like that. She wasn't she yeah. wasn't fearing anything. But and they end up going with just Sean, right? Just saying they want to put the rookie in, right? Everyone kind of jumps on mm-hmm. board. But the really interesting part of this whole thing was when everyone leaves, to me anyways, correct me if I'm wrong. Or well, was sorry, there something before, before you get that? to that I wanted to say something, and that is, I kind of think when at this point in the show, when it was down to like Sean or Bear, I think Sean was the right choice because I think it's better to have the devil you know than the better the devil you don't. Yep. Yep. And also, as the Brits, I would if I could get into the room, like as one of the members of Team UK. Or if I was CT and, like, in a position to, like, maybe assume a captaincy sort of role, I'd pull the Brits together, including Bear, and say, listen, Bear, here's what you're good at. You're good at pissing people off. Yep. Your job on Team UK is to piss off and distract the Americans. <laughs> like, like no, Bear's, no. Bear's not a bad competitor, but his real gift is pissing people off. Yep. So harness that. Like, say to him, like, hey, man, we're a team. What's your role on this team? You're going to get in their fucking heads. You're the trash talker. You're the heat check. You're the sixth man. That's your job, Bear. We're going to send Sean in and get rid of him because he hasn't really shown us anything. But this is your, like, it's on the understanding that your job is on daily challenges to get in the minds get in the kitchens of the americans that is your job bear do you understand you know what i mean yeah like harness that give him his marching orders but also too if you're on that side you want bear around because he's a bigger target than you and the longer that he's around the safer you are because the other side's going to want to take him out for the reasons you just mentioned he pisses people off so you keep him around and he's kind of your shield so, yeah, that is a smarter move, and it is kind of just a hierarchy that the show works where the rookies always tend to seem to go in first, and that's what ends up happening. But the different twist this time was that the tribunal gets to interrogate whoever the nominee is, and boy, did Sean. I don't even know if he got interrogated as much as he just got told off or dissed by Wes. Wes, like, I mean, just went at him. What? What a lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> like, I I want to... Like, this guy won Shipwrecked? I want to go watch Shipwrecked to see what sort of simpletons he was competing against. 
Yeah. Like he w- he was just fucking bullied. Yeah. Like he was just ragdolled by Laurel, Wes, and Jordan, who admittedly they are three of the best challenge players of all time. And they were coming at him hard and direct. But like Yeah. When he asked them if he had to be honest, no you don't have to fucking be honest. Like, there's no rules to the challenge in its way. Yeah. Like, just lie your fucking face off. Yeah. No, it makes right? sense. Right? And, like, but like just you're yeah. right that Wes, like, got into his brain, but so did Laurel. <laughs> like, Laurel wasn't pulling any punches. But the, the joke of it to me was the fact that Wes is like, they're like, who do you want to go in against? Bear? Okay, cool. So you go tell Bear that you chose him. It's a sportsman-like thing to do. It's like, What? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, what are you talking about? Right? And and then, like, it's so funny because it was so cringeworthy, but they end up, like, just shooing him off. And Jordan's like, man, you're such a dick. (laughs) It's so true. Right? It was just such a weird, weird scene. But also just showing Wes in his element of just being in the power position. Oh, yeah. Just total domination. And they got... Like, when they said, like, oh, like, if you give us information, we'll, like, the more information you give us, the kinder we'll be to you. Yeah. I, when they said that, I'm like, it's only been, like, a day and a half. Sean's not going to have any information. No one's even talked to him. <laughs> yeah. And yet they still pumped him for information. Like, they pumped him for information that I didn't even think existed. Yeah. And I loved... And they're like, what show are you even from, man? And he's like, shipwrecked, and he explains it. And they're like, why didn't you do that? (laughs) Why didn't you, like, get out there and, like, talk to people? Like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, and you won? They they disrespected him. For sure. I know that's the root word of dis, but, like, it merits the full word. They disrespected him. Yeah. Like, I've never seen such a lopsided interrogation on this show. Like, um, imagine last season... Where we had like Polly and Kyle screaming at each other. Yeah. And like Bear like challenging everyone to a fight. And then Sean's like, I'll just do whatever you say. Like, I am just here to please. Yeah. Like, here's a serious question for you Could that have gone worse for Sean? No, not at all. Not at all. But then, like, let's be serious. So it went bad, went poorly for Sean, but it's not like it went well for Wes, right? Because the way that it plays out after. Because this is a huge turn, right? It is. Because the next day, Bananas is talking to Jordan and Laurel. And Jordan's telling uh, telling Bananas, hey, yeah, Bear wants to, or Wes wants to put in Bear. And Bananas, in his normal Bananas way, is hating on Wes and saying, don't do that because you're just playing Wes's game. But I think the genius of what Bananas did here was he said, hey, as you don't believe me as a test, just go tell Rogan, Right. Or sorry, tell Wes mm-hmm. that you want to put in Rogan just to see what he says, and then you'll see you'll see what I'm saying. And if I'm right, I'm right. And so the play by Banana to get Jordan to tell Wes, "Hey, float Rogan's name, see what he says." And of course, when Jordan and Laurel go to Wes and they say, "Hey, we want to put in Rogan," what does Wes do? He falls right into Bananas' trap. He first off says, "No." No, no, don't put in Rogan. I don't think we should, because then Josh is going to get mad. He shuts it down. Right away, though, Jordan knows Bananas is right. But then Wes makes it worse, because he goes and tells Josh 
who then tells Rogan, and then Rogan runs back and tells Jordan <laughs> that not only is he worried that his name's on the block, but that Wes told him that his name was on the block. What? Like, that couldn't have gone any worse for Wes. I gotta say, that was so uncharacteristically sloppy by Wes. Yeah. Totally. I guess he overestimated the intelligence of Joss and Rogan. But, like, as soon as he told Joss, I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. Like, this is going to blow up in a hurry. And it's funny... Wes is normally so much smarter. To me, the move is as soon as Rogan is mentioned, you say, hey, like that's a totally viable option. He's soft. He's this. He's that. I hear what you're saying. But here's the thing. Bear and I are already enemies. Yeah. I know Bear is going to come after me. Bear knows I, like, I don't want to make new enemies. And furthermore, Bear from what we've seen, is a better competitor than Rogan. Yeah. So let's just go for Bear. Yeah. And Bear's also annoying. Like, none of us want Bear here. <laughs> like, yeah. he made the mistake, from what we saw, of making the conversation about Rogan when he should have just, like, flipped it back to making it about Bear. Totally. And But it goes back to earlier when we were talking about all the, I guess, pre-alliances Wes was trying to set up. But... Yeah. You're stretching yourself thin with people that you don't really know. And as you mentioned, Rogan is so inexperienced in the game that he just blew up the whole spot and probably doesn't even realize the damage that he did. I mean, he's trying to tell Jordan, well, don't repeat, don't repeat this or don't tell anyone that I told you this. And it's like, what does Jordan owe you? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just made no yeah. sense. It was a bad move. But the other side that I thought that was so key was Leroy then brings up the point, how come they, has, as a team, hadn't talked about anything? Yeah. Right? Leroy like, made a good point. It's so true. They never mentioned anything to the whole team to discuss, like, what their game plan should be or who they want out. And all it does was just, I guess make all the worries that people had at the beginning about them not really actually being a team. Like, it kind of made that be true. Yeah. And, I mean, you and I have said this already. Leroy said it earlier. Kara says it immediately after, like, in confessional, after Leroy says, like, hey, the tribunal should be speaking to us about this. Mm -hmm. It is a huge problem that the Americans already distrust each other so much. Totally. Like, this is a, this is a situation that's not going to get better. Whereas, from what we've seen, the Brits are getting along. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It'll be More interesting to see how it goes forward. Because even up until, like, they're actually in the proving ground. And Laurel's still trying to ask Wes who he's putting in. And Wes is like, oh, whatever, whoever you guys want. And it's like, what? Like, how were they at that point? And they still weren't on the same page. So, I mean, let's jump into the proving ground, right? Essentially, yeah. uh, Wes has a first vote, and he picks Bear. Uh, Laurel picks uh, Idris, and Jordan picks Idris. So basically, they make it a battle of the rookies, and it's Sean going in against Idris. So it's a classic. And sometimes we've seen this with the wishbone, but this time it's just pole wrestle, or just a straight pole, and basically have to pull the pole away from your partner. Best two out of three. Who did you think was going to win going in? 
I'm going to read directly from my notes here. I don't even know what the competition is, and I think Idris will win. Oh, wow. Wow. And I'll tell you why. If it's, I could tell that there is a ring, I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. But boxers are a different level of athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have footwork, which is so, and balance, which is so important for everything. Mm -hmm. They have stamina. For sure. I wrote that down too. Exactly. They have upper body strength. They have incredible reaction time and reflexes. Like, they're just good all-around athletes if you ignore concussions. Yes. Right? And, like, a lot of the other competitors have concussions, too. Like, you're not telling me that Zach, CT, uh, Bananas, Laurel, Kara, that they haven't been concussed in their lives. Like, they definitely have. Yeah. So... No, for sure. Uh, who did you think was going to win? Yeah, I wrote down essentially the same thing as you. Just I just said Idris boxes, so he has stamina. And one thing that comes in handy is stamina in a lot of these eliminations, regardless of what it actually ends up being, right? Stamina will come in. And, yeah, I mean, the first round was a good battle by Sean. Sean put up a good fight. I mean, there was a moment where for each one where they only had one hand on, but they kept going. And eventually Idris won that first round, but the second round he just basically ragdolled Sean and then screamed, are you not entertained? Which I thought was pretty gangster. <laughs> um, did you? I did not like it. I mean, he's fired up, right? And like He was fired you up. You want to send a message. They threw you in because you're a rookie and you want to send a message like, okay, you wanted to see what I got. There you go. Who wants next? Here's I, I like it. I like it. He, he said, are you entertained? Not, are you not entertained? Which is, the actual like, he got line. the line wrong? The actual line is, are you not entertained? Yes, you are correct. Yeah. And don't you think it's a little cliche? Like, <laughs> I think it'd be better at this point to say what you just said, who wants next? Ah, okay. Or, or even more badass, the Barry Sanders. Don't say anything. Just stare. <laughs> right like just look everyone in the face yeah, fair enough and then quietly walk off well like i think that could go a lot further than all this shit t- i know it doesn't make good tv but like or just stare into the camera like just give him the old dead eyes you know yeah i mean sean walked off <laughs> yeah sean was so, done and i mean sean's gone and we find out the twist of if you win the elimination round you have a chance to change your allegiance and switch teams. I immediately thought that's good news for Wes. Oh. Because if you look at how it's stacked up, if Wes were to jump ship to the Team UK, mm-hmm. suddenly he's on a team with Joss and Rogan, who now say, oh, he's got our back. CT, who's his friend, and D. Interesting. Okay. Whereas you're out of that snake pit, you're not wrestling for control with Jordan and Johnny, right? Yeah. You're not, and like Jordan said, like, hey, Laurel and I are going to go back to all the Americans and tell them what a snake you've been, that it's literally treasonous what you've been up to. Get the fuck out then. Like, for our American listeners, fun fact. Benedict Arnold is considered a hero in Britain and Canada. So, like, if it's not working out for you after you, like, stab your nation in the back, GTFO. Like, switch sides ASAP, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Although it's good, it's going to be a women's competition next week, I assume. Yeah. Wait, was it stipulated you had to pick a guy to go in? I don't think so. Was it? I I was under the impression that it's always like same gender versus same gender. No, but I didn't think that. You know, I thought, and I could be totally wrong here, but I didn't realize they specifically said like when the UK team had to pick who was going in. I didn't realize they had to pick a guy. Like I thought, if they wanted to, they could have picked Georgia. Or they no, no, they the said team. that it, had, it was a guy. They said it had to. They said TJ said it had to be a guy. Ah, uh, okay, makes sense. I just totally missed it. Um, That's alright. But yeah, no, solid first episode. I was hyped up, and you know, I gave my uh, line of the episode earlier on, which for if in case you forgot, I said it was Josh when he said that he is. I'm sexually, physically, mentally, and spiritually attracted to you. <laughs> That's a pickup line. That was my line of the episode. But, John, what was your line of the episode? <laughs> my advice for the next time you come on the challenge is don't come on the challenge. <laughs> Johnny Bananas. Well played. So good. Solid advice. There were a lot of one liners in this episode. I'm excited for where this is going. And, you yep. know. MVP, who killed it in this episode, John? Uh, for me, it's Jordan. Oh, okay. I thought it was Jordan because obviously sort of got on top of the beast that is the American team. Yep. Showed some leadership and more importantly, showed a lot of savvy. Like he... Obviously, he had Johnny in his ears, but he played Wes like a fiddle. And long-time listeners know, I love Wes. But this was not Wes's best episode. I have a lot of faith in our guy. I'm sure he's going to play rope-a-dope. I'm sure he's going to be in people's ears. I'm sure Johnny's going to piss people off. I'm sure Wes is going to rally the troops. Like I'm sure he's in for the long haul. But Jordan played a flawless political game. So for me... Jordan, this week, you killed it. Uh, who killed it for me is my girl, yeah. Laurel. I don't know if you could tell, oh, yeah. but uh, I was excited to see Laurel back, and Laurel did not disappoint in episode one. She showed exactly why she's one of my favorite people on this show, because she brings so much to the table. And, you know, I know people, if you're new to this show or you're new to reality TV and you're listening to two guys talk about a reality show – you think you're solely going to or we're solely going to pick a female and I'm going to like her because I think she's hot. Do I think Laurel's hot? Yes. But part of the reason why I like Laurel, the main reason why I like Laurel is because she's a badass. Right away, she was saying, hey, if someone want, needs to get hit, you hit them. She was here telling people to suck it. <laughs> right? She was here dominating. And let's be serious. She's the one that made the MVP play in terms of getting the win for Team USA. She held up the other team when they were behind. She led the comeback, held up the two players on Team UK, allowing her team to come back to catch up and win. Laurel, you are the real MVP. Not to mention she set up a potential, maybe set the set the path for maybe a potential hookup with Bear somewhere down the line. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know... She brought a little bit of everything to the table. Dominating performance from Laurel. Glad to have you back in our lives. Laurel, you killed it. Episode one. 
where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me hopefully answering your tweets and responses to what happened in this great first episode of the challenge. And also let me know what you thought of the best thing that is on TV, which is the this season on trailer of the challenge. But you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And like and subscribe, people, on iTunes and SoundCloud and, of course, on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Rate us. And I quote my guy, Bomani Jones, who says, give us five stars. If you only give us four, we're forced to think that you're a hater. So, (laughs) yeah, let us know, people. Tell your friends. Get your friends in on the challenge. It's early on, right? The season just started. Get your friends in because this season is going to be fun. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jay Chidley Hill. Back to tweeting about lacrosse, which, you know, some people care about. And <laughs> until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.